We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Let's kick off the pro football season. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. He is Houdini! This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. For a fully automated smart home or a state-of-the-art home theater, start with a visit to EncoreAudioVideo.com. The screen is intercepted! Big Keith Trailer! Look at him rumble! 40! 50! Watch out! The earth is shaking! Danny and Dusty on 1080. You have to be kidding me! That is impossible! That is absolutely impossible, what he just did. The Fan. Ah, NFL kickoff week. Football is here. It's back. The chaos that ensued at the end of that LSU and Florida State game. The chaos at the end of the Georgia, or excuse me, the Florida-Utah game. North Carolina App State. I guess it was chaos for 60 minutes in Georgia versus Oregon. Uh, but yeah, App State, what putting up 40 wow. points in the fourth? Wild weekend. Wild, wild. And that's wild. why I love college football. NFL, you're not going to get a team scoring 40 in the fourth. No, I don't think that's ever happened. No. Uh, you are not going to have multiple, like two muffed punts and two blocked field goals deciding your game in the NFL. An onside kick taken to that house with a minute to go. That's right. Where you just fall down, fall down. The game's over. Game over. Uh, no, you, you don't get that. You do not get that um, in the world of the National Football League. If he goes down and just falls down at the one, they can just milk and that thing over. away and yeah. game over. Um, Any hoosies. We get a lot in the NFL, and I'm pumped for the NFL. And we got some, we got, actually, we got uh, going to the enemy in the NFL. Ooh. We'll have that this hour. But, um what do you make of Dan Lanning's debut as the head coach of the Oregon Ducks? Uh, obviously, uh, 49-3, to that's a very bad loss. Um, mm-hmm. And it's against his former team, his mentor. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting after the game, Kirby Smart had said that he and Lanning had come to an agreement that they're going to share information yep. on tendencies and what they saw as stabs with each other to help each other out moving forward. I thought that was actually really interesting and shows you the relationship that Lanning and Smart have, yeah. which, I mean, very clearly is, is real. It's not just a, he was a coordinator for me and I wish him best of luck. It, you know, it was it's real. Uh, I think that's good. I think that's good for Oregon. I think it's good for just growth in general and having a better understanding and having somebody who you know is at the very top of their game 
give you direct feedback about a direct mm-hmm. uh, example, I think is going to be useful. As bad as the Ducks looked this weekend, you know what didn't cross my mind once during the game? Mm. Coaching. As weird yeah. as that is, I didn't sit there and go and question decision-making. I didn't question game plans. I didn't question coverages. It, was, it, it wasn't those kind of problems. It was dudes. It was dudes, and I think that's... Game uh, management wasn't an issue no. because it can't be when you're... When you're losing that much. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think uh, when that does pop up, that'll be an interesting storyline. But again, we talked about it. Dillingham, I thought he called a very good game offensively. Defensively, I didn't think that what Oregon was doing, what they were showing coverage-wise, blitz-wise, package-wise, mm-hmm. what there was any problems. I didn't think they were consistently putting guys in bad places. This is this is one of the big things that I always go back to is there's gross overreactions to week one games mm-hmm. across the board, but coaching debuts especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought it was pretty telling, not just what because of the Kirby Smart relationship and what we just talked about where they're going to share information. I thought Kirby Smart saying this after the game tells you all you need to know about this matchup. He's, I got a lot of respect for that. You know, we, we tell those players around that field. Dan Lane recruited and Dan Lane did a tremendous job for the University of Georgia while he worked for the University of Georgia and now he's working for Oregon. He's going to do a really good job at Oregon. He's relentless and they'll bounce back from this and uh, he knows that we, that we got better players and uh, he'll never say it, but he knows we got better players and I respect how he works. He's not wrong. It was apparent. It, it was apparent. Yes. It's Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. And then that's like, there will be games where we can have that critical eye on landing. I, I think if you there is one thing is that they came out and when they got punched, mm-hmm. how do you get back up, right? Certainly. And that's a, that is a learning experience as a coach is we get punched in the mouth. How do we react within those 60 minutes mm-hmm. and then after that? I thought Oregon did react well offensively at least. They yes. could not stop. I mean, look, Georgia scored on their seven that drives in a row. Yeah. Like there was no getting up off the mat on that one. And that you can say they did not force a punt until the backups were in. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of those seven drives was the backup quarterback driving them down the field, right? That, that is concerning, Mm -hmm. but the talent gap and disparity was enormous and And it was undeniable. Yes. So in that I go, all right, let's, kind of hit a pause button and have a reset here um, as to what this Oregon team will look like as Dan Lenning. Remember, and I remember Chip Kelly and people calling for Chip Kelly's head after they lost to Boise State mm-hmm. on the road and LeGarrette Blunt punches a guy on the field. Mm-hmm. After right? getting held to negative yards. And had Oregon, the, the Duck fans are going, oh, Chip Kelly, huh? Some offensive mastermind. He has only scored eight points against Boise State. Right? Turned out that Boise State team was pretty good. Though that Boise State team was pretty good, so was that Oregon team. Mm-hmm. That Oregon team ended up being pretty good, good and going to a Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? And as you go on, this is why you have these overreactions, right? Especially week one. Week one in college football versus week one in the NFL are <laughs> so vastly different. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, teams change in the NFL injuries and growth and all that kind of thing. But week one in college football, you can get a team that's just nails. I mean, they are just, they're just further along in the process than yeah. everybody else, but they haven't, they don't really grow much beyond that. They're just, they got to that, that finish line a bit earlier yep. in, in preseason work. And then you have teams who are, they look lost. And by the end of the season, you're going, 
Utah last year. Starts out one and yep. two, and then they end up being one of the best looking teams in the country. Yeah. Like it's just I, week one is it's plenty of time and room for overreaction. But as it pertains to coaching, I it didn't even cross my mind against yeah. Georgia. Now it's also a uh, far different program, and the two programs are in completely different places. But Rich mm-hmm. Brooks also got his butt kicked by Georgia in his debut. Certainly. Went to Georgia in 1977. Uh, his head coaching debut, a loss at Georgia. So, look, things can things can bounce back after after getting your butt kicked by Georgia. I do think, though, when you hear Dan Lanning talk, mm-hmm. you can hear why Kirby Smart is so high on him, why all of the people that have coached on him said, no, don't overreact to this because he has perspective on all of these issues. Maybe. Maybe. We rust. Hey, I can't play the audio from here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had McGinley in here. Which one are we looking for? Oh, uh, we're talking Dan Lanning after the game on where to improve. I, mean, I think we need to create some more explosives um, offensively and then defensively. We have to stop those, but we have to tackle much better. We didn't tackle well enough on the perimeter. We didn't get off the blocks huh. well um, on the perimeter. You know, I think they were able to, you know, take advantage of some of our rush. When we rushed up the field, they were able to put the ball back behind us, and, and we got to do a good job of retracing with re- relentless pursuit on defense. Obviously, third down, kind of on both sides. I think we were a little bit better on offense than we were on defense. Um, we, we weren't good at all right now today on defense. So that's going to be an emphasis for us. Honesty. Um, look, I, I don't know. I don't know if Dan Landing slept since Saturday because of the missed tackles. It's first thing out of his yeah. mouth. And I don't even know what the final tally is going to be. It's going to be a big number. It really it is. is. It is. And I, I think that when you hear that as a coach, we were talking about Brian Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly. You're not going to pull one over on anybody. No. You have to be honest with with with, with people out there on what it was. And he did say Bo Nix is going to be our guy moving he, forward. He, right away he did, which I... I get, but also, how if he wasn't spectacular? <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen, I, I don't want to berate college quarterbacks, no. like college athletes in general. I never no. because it's just it, it's a different beast. But he is going to have Ty Thompson hanging over the top of him the entire season. Yeah, if he, and here's the thing: he can rebound, he can come back, but if they don't bring back explosive plays, it is. That is going to be a very difficult thing for Dan Lanning to juggle. Yeah, I, I honestly think that is, if you're looking at this, and, and like I said earlier with Nick's, like he, it, the last person who wanted those interceptions was Bo Nix, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he had four really bad throws. Four really bad throws. Which against the subpar opponent, let's say against Eastern Washington, you may be able to get away with. You have four bad throws against Georgia? Yeah. Nope. Nope. And um, two of them were intercepted. One of them got Chase Cota hung up. Uh, the other one should, got, have should have been intercepted. But there was also large stretches of that game where he was quick, decisive, did deliver a good ball. I, he he did, including that third down where uh, Marquis serving uh, didn't get his head yeah. around in time, and he hit him in, in stride on the back shoulder right where he was supposed to throw the ball. Hashes out, he was very good. It was the middle of the field where he struggled the entire game. And uh, a lot of people do against uh, that Georgia team, yeah. right? But he also didn't, and Dan Landing didn't just take that 
pressure and onus and put it on, you know, tackling and how we get them these guys better tackling. He also put it on the coaching staff as well during during the game and how how can the coaching staff be better? We have to do a better job of coaches, coaching our guys uh, and and growing them and develop them, but let's not discredit Georgia. They have a lot of talent. You know, they have a lot of talent. They they've been recruiting there and building a program for a long time. Uh, I won't take anything away, away from them, but we have guys that we can play play winning football with, and we have to grow this team to do that. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Mm. I, I think you have to say coaching, we have to be better as coaches in any game you lose 49 to 3. But uh, behind closed doors, that's got to be a kind of a come to Jesus moment of, hey, guys, you just got to be better than this. They, they got a wake up call and some. And some uh, with with that one, and now um, you know he also mentioned like all of our goals are still in front of us, right? You can still have a really good season, and I, I think that the demise of Oregon may be greatly overstated because we just there's so many unknowns about Certainly. this team, and the fact that they had a big talent gap between them and Georgia. There's also a big talent gap between Oregon and most of the teams in the Pac-12. Yeah, and then, listen, look no further than what they have coming up. Like it, yeah. it's not that it's not that it's easy, but the difference between Georgia and Eastern Washington might be one of the biggest drop-offs in college football this year. And as good as BYU is, they are significantly lesser than Georgia. Washington State, Stanford, I mean, they aren't going to be severely tested again until the last, second last week of the season. Well, Eastern Washington does have a 6-7 tight end. That's true. They, they do have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I don't know if it's... Uh, I don't think it's Darnell Washington. No, Blake Goble is no Darnell Washington. Uh, They're different. I just, watching that dude in the open field was a cartoon. It was a cartoon. You watch him go in motion behind George's offensive line, which we talked about before he went down. (sighs) Everyone on that offensive line is like 330 or bigger and 6'4 or bigger. And he made everybody in the field look small. And I I just, when you see 6'7", 280 Mm. with the ball in their hands, that is... We joke, you know, about what what would LeBron look like in the NFL? There you go. Mm. Yeah. Miami LeBron, that's who they just had running routes for oh Georgia. God. Jumping over people. Yeah. All right. Uh, here, Dan Lanning, Thursdays, 4 o'clock on 1080 The Fan. He will be on primetime with Isaac and Souk every Thursday. Just post-recruiting phone calls. Uh, pre, I think it's probably his pre. Maybe it's like oh, he, sorry, sorry, he'll pre, do that. Yes. Like he'll... He'll he'll do the interview and then at like seven fifteen he'll hop on the phone and call those Work East Coast recruits east to the west. Yeah, and then boom, 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 go on down through. Yeah. His first recruiting call, phone calls recruiting the fans of Oregon Ducks on primetime. There you go every Thursday. Um, all right, coming up next, let's take a look around the rest of the pack because uh, it may have been bad for the Ducks. It was good in a lot of other places, and the look, the importance of that game for Utah, Ooh. massive. Danny and Dusty on the We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What's left in the tank? 29-26 Gators. Now second and six to the Florida six-yard line. Rising on the shotgun with Bernard off his right hip. Looking to throw. Guns it for the end zone. Intercepted! Amari Barney just intercepted it. One yard in the end zone. The Gators are going to win the football game on a takeaway by Amari Bernie. Up by three. A bullet by rising right into the gut of Bernie. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. The call on the Florida Gators radio network is... Uh, the Utes go down to Gainesville and they come out with a loss, twenty nine twenty six. The top, the two top teams in the Pac twelve had bet brutal losses to SEC foes in different fashion. Wah, wah, wah. Oregon was never in the game, never had a chance. Yeah. They were clearly outclassed. It was just, it is what it is. Utah should have won this game walking away, and they Utah they uted themselves way too hard multiple mm-hmm. times throughout this game. There, yes, and it was they had their opportunities, and I'll give Billy Napier and the Florida Gators a ton of credit mm-hmm. for staying the course, being game. They stuck to it, and they went, and it was going to be one of those old school classic Utah games mm-hmm. where it was going to be low scoring. It was going to be a little sloppy, and Utah's either going <laughs> to to come out and the, those cam rising plays like this is what Utah does. They muddy the game up. Mm-hmm. And then they either deliver the knockout blow or they have a crippling defeat like what we saw right there. And for all of the good that Rising does, he has some he has some roller coaster games he in had, and of his own right, right? Bo Nix had four throws. Cam Rising had five. Mm. Cam Rising had five throws in that game off the top of my head where I was just, Cam, what are you doing? Well, 51, like he had an interception on that final drive early in it where it's like oh no Mm -hmm. and boom he got away with it and you lived it you play with that fire too much outside the red zone was there marching in he bounces it three feet short of of kaithi who had been their go-to guy and he was gone he was up the seam gone and you're sitting there going dude what are you what are you doing and that was and three drives previous they should have been in the end zone two different times that they just didn't get it done. And then you, you know, you don't sneak it. You don't push it. Uh, you, you left opportunities on the t- on the table for Florida, and they, they took them, man. And, and, again, credit to Napier, but, man, Anthony Richardson's a dude. Anthony Richardson is a unit. My, my, my goodness, goodness, that's a Florida quarterback who he lives up to all of the hype. And although he didn't necessarily, like, you know, you're not going to blow your hair back. I don't even think he threw for 200 yards. But he made all of the plays I that mean, the, needed to be made. The spin move oh, on uh, the pump fake, pump fake spin Lord. move, get out and create extra opportunities, and the ability to extend plays with those legs, and just his sheer size. He's like six five, two thirty, and just a absolute. He's built. Let's, let's unit. Call it what it is. He's built like Cam Newton is. Like he's he's that kind of athlete. Very similar to him. Yeah, very similar to to Cam Newton. And when you just watch him play and you look at him. 
uh, with his explosiveness. It's not just like he can run. He's explosive mm-hmm. when he does oh, when run. He, when he took off, there was no catching him. Um, but that's a big loss for, for Utah with everything that they, that, that they return and really just looking at the Pac-12 as a whole, um, those two losses to, to the SEC. I think when we look back on it, Florida will be a team that It'll isn't going to be unranked forever. But it's a massive blow to the Pac-12, obviously having Utah lose. Um, but look, there were also a lot of bright spots across the Pac-12. You know, you had your two yes. marquee brands lose from last year in Utah and Oregon. But moving forward, you can look at, we talked about the Oregon State win and how how huge that win was and just the way that the Beavs looked in that game. Um, looked completely different. I, I still am gonna. There's a lot of, a lot of dirtiness in that Beavs game. You know, for whether it's the fumble or say, next week, and we're after Fresno State, we'll have a much better understanding of where they sit. The drive that was got down to the goal line and ended up kicking like a forty-some yard field goal. Like you want, like those week one, a lot of week one stuff, right? That that's why overreactions to week one. They're way overblown. Like and Fresno State is a quarterback, so Oregon State cleans up that a lot of those things that they got away with because they were playing Boise yep. State, and Boise State's quarterback situation is now a competition heading mm-hmm. into Week Two, which is not a great thing. Ew. But if you you still won thirty four seventeen with those mistakes, you clean those up and watch out now, right? Watch out for the beefs. I, I thought SC looked f- phenomenal against Rice. They, the, even though Rice makes everyone look phenomenal. They are, but I will say this. The offense looks as advertised. It's terrifying. Caleb. Again, we'll see kind of moving forward because remember last year, Texas beat him, Rice, 58 nothing, and everybody's like, yeah! Texas is back! They, I think UT San Antonio beat, beat him 45 nothing. Uh, Rice is bad. bad. Very bad. Despite what their head coach may want you to believe. But three pick sixes are always a good thing. Yes, and a just impactful playmaker. It kind of harkens back to the the, the yesteryear Trojan yep. teams that turned you over like crazy, and that was kind of what sparked a lot of what that team was about. The other Pac-12 team, though, that showed out, bear down, baby. Wildcats upsetting San Diego State 38-20. And again, this was the team I we, we had uh, Horvat on. I said, listen, man, I know it sounds crazy, Taking the over on this team, I, I, I think they're going to get some stuff done. The guy that we had at Pac-12 Media Day, Jared Cowing, was a stud. Absolute monster. Eight yeah. catches, 152 yards, three touchdowns. He was everywhere for that team. Yeah, and he was right off the bat. I mean, Jacob Cowing is a he tremendous is a human, twitchy little <laughs> son of a gun. Oh and God, he's listed at five eleven. He's five foot eight. Yeah, he's five eight and about a buck sixty five. Yeah, and I don't even know if he's a buck six. He might be like five eight, one hundred and forty five pounds. I'm not kidding. No, he was tiny when he was sitting with us. But he had an incredible game. Jane Delora looked, looked very comfortable. Very good. Tetraroa McMillan, who is a uh, freshman mm-hmm. receiver, uh, I think he was a four four star receiver out of Servite High School down in Southern California. He looked like he was. He had every one catch. The, the touchdown was fantastic. Also, San Diego State uh, looks like hot garbage at times. Uh, Burmeister was a. Dumpster fire. Uh, Braxton Burmeister, uh, Oregon transfer, then went to Virginia Tech, was a starter at Virginia Tech, goes over to San Diego State. Um, remember, San Diego State's got a lot of stuff going on within that program mm-hmm. and university. 
after the Matt Reza situation where three players implicated in that. There's a lot of in the the university just stumbling upon itself over and over and over and over again. Um, you wonder if some of the vibes are, you know, kind of link, not, not no, linking the good. same thing. But you know what? Last year, but Arizona wasn't going to win that game last year, no matter how no, dysfunctional nope. it was. And again, credit to Coach Fish. Uh, the transfers that they brought in clearly were very impactful. I mean, look. Right. I mean, look at what they have. Delora and Cowing were the two guys that showed out, and transfer pool. I mean, they're they're clearly a significant. Here, I, I saw one of the Arizona writers write it this way. Last year, Arizona won a game on luck. You had a Cal team missing twenty players. Mm-hmm. You stumbled into it. You didn't. You weren't. You didn't leave that game feeling good. They won this game. They sure went did. in. They were impactful. They dictated everything. This is a building block for that program. Will they win two more games this season? I don't know. I hope so. I put money on it, but. Do am I certainly more excited about this this team now going forward? Yes, absolutely. That is the first road win. Oh God, in how long? Since two, October fifth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, good lord, three years. Uh, CBS Sports <laughs> did him pretty dirty. It said second win in last one thousand sixty four days. It's always oh, when you throw that the days was, on it, that one hurts. That was the that was the little bug at the bottom of the as they were doing the on field interview with Jed Fish. It said Arizona Wildcats second win in the last one thousand sixty four days. Uh, one thousand sixty four days would have been that Colorado game. They had not won a game since beating Colorado in twenty nineteen. Listen, you want to know who's high on old Arizona right Except now? Except for last year, Brett McMurphy has them projected to make a bowl game. Okay. Wow. I don't know about that, but that is that's feeling week one. Okay. Ultra spicy. Yeah. Okay, Brett. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Why not? He just Why? apparently his bowl prediction just came out. He's got him uh, yeah. Arizona Auburn in the Gasparilla Bowl. I'll believe that when I see it. Um. All right. We can. <laughs> okay. And then Chip Kelly and UCLA man, they were down seventeen uh, seven. They looked. Awful in the first half. Uh, they scored 38 unanswered points in they that game and won 45 up. to 17. Yep. So, um, but other than that, it was kind of business as usual. We do need to get to the two teams, though, uh, in the state of Washington. Yes, they did play football, too. One of them better than the other. <laughs> Here's the rest. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. All right, uh, Washington schools. Uh, Kent State, the Golden Flashes, went up to Husky Stadium, and boy, they got sent packing home in a hurry. 45-20, the Huskies put up points. 31 points in the first half for UW. Yeah, who saw that coming? Nobody. Well... I think everybody kind of hoped they'd see that coming last Certainly. year, and they couldn't score a touchdown to save their lives. No. They lost to Montana. Ooh. They beat Kent State, though. Michael Penix Jr. looked good. He did. I mean, they aired it out. They threw it all over the place, and it uh, was not a uh, uh, off-season of empty promises from Kalen Burr. As they, uh, at Pac-12 Media Day, one of the things he talked about was just bringing that identity back. 
that, DeBoer is a scary prospect for for everybody else out here because of what he's been able to do with off with offenses mm-hmm. at Indiana at Fresno State and bringing Might that up to UW is a is a blessing for the Huskies. Does he have a really good track record of making quarterbacks look really good? Yes, he does, including bo- Michael Penix Jr. Say, including Michael Penix Jr. Who? Oh, is that how you say his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Penix. Mm-hmm. Penix. Yes. More on the X and less on the S. Right now, Jeff Rust is. <laughs> drafting his fantasy college football team and Michigan running back Alex Orgy's on it. <laughs> Kayshawn Booty at LSU has just yeah. made it, and now... I guess Penix is off the list. <laughs> you, could, you could say it with a little bit of a drawl and probably save it. Um, but UW, I mean, they looked, they looked competent offensively. They looked good offensively. Yes. And that they were incompetent last year on, on that side of the ball. That, that's a generous characterization of it. And they should I would say inept. They should not have been. They should not have no. been that bad. Um, and that's got to be a great sign. And they get one more week too to kind of ease your way mm-hmm. into it because they got Portland State this next week before you tee things up and really get going in earnest against Michigan State and across the state though. It's a different story in Pullman, man. Um, that is not an inspiring performance to limp your way to a 24-17 win against an Idaho team, which is not great in the big sky. Do you do you think that that's a drawing too much from not taking care of them situation, or is there a real problem there? It's not encouraging. I mean, I, look, week one is overblown every which way just wins that happens. losses yeah. it's not encouraging though when idaho is a four win team a year ago yes one of those four wins was against simon fraser which is a Ooh. d2 canadian school oh. and so you know this is not a it's not a good program it's not a program in a good spot no. at all and that is where you're struggling right now Cameron Ward and in, in getting used to those pieces, you got a new quarterback, a new system, a new offense. He looked okay. You're going through it. You're going through it. You're not turning the ball over a ton. You have got to figure out a way to score more points, though. And that will be the question about this team. And again, new coaches, new quarterbacks, new places, everything that's just kind of going on at Washington State. I still believe that, that team's gonna be better than this this season. Yeah. But I wonder if this is a slow boil. Well, I do say you you're not taking care of the ball. You you fumbled three times, which Ooh. led to a touchdown too. I mean, like I'm, Cameron Ward is not turning the ball over. No. You have got to be better holding on to the football and taking care of the football. Um, he can't just throw the ball around and um and and hope for the best. Mike Leach days are gone, <laughs> and that yeah. is that's got to be the most discouraging part. Is you're spotting your FCS opponent points, and you're making that game closer than it, they than sh- it should, they should be. It's a one-score game. It is probably a game that should have been a three-score game pretty handily. So, again, we'll see what it looks like after you know week two and there's another matchup. Oh, that's right, because they have to get right immediately because they have freaking Wisconsin. Yeah, Not go, great. Yeah, going to Camp Randall. If you turn the ball over a couple times, you're going to get chewed up. Spin no, up. no. How much is how much is this just week one, and how much is cause for concern? Look, you'll find you out gotta, immediately. You're going to have to have a hell of a performance coming up this week against uh, Wisconsin. I, I will say though, we are we are two weeks away from Washington, Michigan State, and Michigan State picked up a couple injuries. That's going to probably decide 
Michigan State's fortunes going forward defensively. Well, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we wrap it up next. Danny Dusty on the fan. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. Isaac Roth, Jason Sukanik, they will be on the air here seven minutes from now. It's prime time with Isaac and Sue coming up after us. Again, um, Dan Lanning will join them Thursdays at 4 o'clock. So set your radio. We got one more game tonight. Um, it is Clemson, Georgia Tech. At Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, there's a video of Bill Orham of the Oregonian put out there <laughs> of they were erasing the field. Yes, the uh, used, end zones. Yeah, they had two guys starting at the same time on their little carts that have some sort of solution, and mm-hmm. then they have little scrubbers on that scrub the name of the team off the field. It, it was incredible. Just very similar to the game, how easily Oregon was taken off the field and how hard it was for Georgia to be taken off the field. That blood red wasn't coming out of the grass. It was just white. It was white and red. And the yellow just went right off. (laughs) And by the time that they were done with getting Georgia off the field, they started at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. By the time that they got Georgia off the field, Clemson had already been painted in the other oh, end the zone. <laughs> in, in the Oregon end zone, they'd already like brought it out, stenciled it, and were getting ready to paint it all on. Like You could see Clemson in that end zone. Georgia, they were still taking it off the field. But at Mercedes-Benz, Georgia Tech, Clemson tonight. That'll be fun. Yeah. and then well, it's, a ra- it's literally the wrap-up of the college football week. Yes, and then we get going with NFL, NFL on Thursday. Let's go! Of which... If you didn't hear earlier, Dave Bartu may have suggested taking the Rams. He, he he did gently. He did gentle nudging. He refused to name them by name. I think those team Y. I did. He said, "Home team that is a dog in the first three weeks coming off a Super Bowl." I was like, "Okay, well, so carry the one." Yep, team Y. Take the Rams mm-hmm. over over the Bills, which is a uh, that's an interesting pick. It certainly is. It wouldn't it may, would not have gone the way that I was going to go. Yeah. So especially with the Matt Stafford's arm not falling off anymore. Not, not falling off anymore. Yeah. It's it's apparently the duct tape has fixed it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say the uh, the weekend was a success. I, I tested you my won? I tested my marriage. I oh. watched football the entire weekend. Oh no, I came up money wise. I came Good. up I, my units. I spread around better than my actual bets. So I I came out ahead uh, quite solidly. But. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get the entire like nine till uh, midnight college football slate uh, no. anymore. The rest of the season without my wife killing me. Well, good luck with that. Hey, all right, all right. Up next, prime time. Isaac and Suk will be back tomorrow on noon to three. Have a great Monday. See you Tuesday on the fan. Bye. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.